When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No gin tonight. Gin free. Gin for me. Surly though. <laughs> On that note. Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. This is round number 26. We are looking at the year 1995. Uh, this is a podcast with uh, five best friends who all went to high school together, Needham High School in Needham, Massachusetts. We graduated back in the 1980s. We've been sharing music with each other ever since then, and we're going to use this podcast to share some with you. The year is 1995. It's Deep Cuts Lost and Found. As mentioned, I'm Thomas Kolobich. Derek Brain is with me. Bill Federko, Rich Air, Chris Nashawadi. We're going to be looking at the year 1995. Let's talk first a little bit about how this search went. Because I'm curious a little bit about where you guys were in 1995. Anybody have any sort of specific recall of what 95 was like? You know, as far as what, what city you were living in or what your focus point was or anything like that? Yeah, yeah I remember. I, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I had trouble with this year actually coming up with some deep cuts because i was distracted i met my wife in february nice of this year and how'd you meet it was a on the soccer field like most oh. people do as <laughs> as, as they do uh, we had gone to college together but we ended up hooking up let's say uh in 95 <laughs> after college and uh had a fun year but i wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to music it seems like because i had Unless it was the music of love. <laughs> There's right. a different song playing in Richard's head. That endless love. Well, let's talk about the year itself. So, Derek, you were doing history this year, right? Uh, yes, that would be me. 1995. So, uh, the movie Toy Story made lots of bread, and Jerry Garcia was not grateful to be dead. <laughs> yes. Wow. There you go. Took a lot of work for that round. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's that was a, a good long, one. No. Long walk. Uh, I was afraid you were. I was afraid you were going to rhyme like Michael Jordan rejoining the NBA in Oklahoma, getting a visit from Timothy McVeigh or something like that. Uh, okay. Okay. That's that says more about how your brain works. Uh, <laughs> all right. I like but, yeah, but yeah, obviously that was part of the news too. You're sort of a proto maga nut Tim McVeigh bombed the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Uh, you know, we're kind of in the midst of the. Clinton era, sort of period of economic growth, you know, sort of go-go 90s. You had the Million Man March in D.C. You know, the O.J. Simpson trial was really capturing everybody's eyeballs and brains. And, you know, in retrospect, kind of feels like the beginning of the blurring of lines between news and entertainment. That guy, Steve Fawcett, landed in Saskatchewan, Canada after making the first solo balloon flight across the Pacific. Oh, right. Remember that guy, Steve Fawcett? I, I came across where, that name. Where, where was he from? For a little while. We always had to know a lot about uh, Steve Fawcett. 
Uh, I was some sort of like tech millionaire or, you know, I can't remember how he made his money and decided, I don't know, I think maybe he was American or Australian. Hmm. But uh, for some reason, he was like the guy who flew all over the world in balloons. Um, (laughs) Okay. I don't know why. Uh, The Indian government officially changed the name of the city of Bombay back to Mumbai. Uh, eBay was founded by Pierre Omidyar. Uh, the FDA approved the uh, first protease inhibitor to treat HIV AIDS. And within two years of its approval, deaths in uh, from AIDS uh, in the States at least plummeted. Uh, you know, terrible things are happening everywhere, as they always are. You know, Chechnya, Srebrenica, the Tokyo sarin attack, on and on. But out of more than 170 countries agreed to extend the nuclear proliferation treaty. That's always good. Drew Barrymore flashed David Letterman uh, on his show. On a lighter on note. Yeah, on a lighter note. <laughs> I don't know. Movies, you had your uh, your Dangerous Minds, your your Casino, Clueless, Apollo 13, The Usual Suspects, Waterworld. Oof. You know, uh, noted anti-Semite Mel Gibson won Best Picture for Braveheart. <laughs> I guess that was big. Well, he wasn't noted at uh, the time. <laughs> yes, but yeah, he's no- notable for that now. Soon to be noted. Yeah, soon to be noted. <laughs> I don't know, TV, yeah, what, ER, Seinfeld, Friends, more of the same, I suppose. Must see TV. Must see TV. Yeah, I don't know, music, it was a lot of, like, you know, Mariah Carey, Boys to Men. You had, you know, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio was really big. You had yourself some Hootie. You had yourself some Blues Traveler. You know, Alanis Morissette had, you know, huge album with Jagged Little Pill and didn't understand irony. Um <laughs> You know, this, Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this group's one of this crowd's favorite bands, TLC, was at the top of the charts with the uh, waterfalls for seven weeks. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. And, you know, the uh, earworm worse than the thing that they put in Chekhov's ear in that movie, uh, the Macarena came out. Oh, oh God, that's sort of stuck in my head. Yeah. But I know I found that there there were a number of records from this year that were pretty important to me, and uh, you know some of which may play some stuff from. But I was kind of surprised to see that there was a good chunk of stuff that were like pretty big records uh, mm-hmm. that still kind of loom large for yeah. me. Well, let's get to it. All right, Billy Federico, why don't you take us out? Oh, I get to start. Well, I will not screw Derek tonight. Uh, I know he wants to play a certain band, and I will let him. Uh, but I'll start off with another banger. Uh, this song sounds a bit like a Velvet Underground track played at about 45 rather than 33. That's a turntable reference for our millennial <laughs> listeners. Uh, it's a song that uh, deserves a frequent airplay, I'd say, every four years. In other words, every time the World Cup is played. The song is World Cup Fever. The band is Air Miami. That was one of Mark Robinson's bands after the uh, demise of Unrest. It's from the album Me, Me, Me. And uh, it's got a great chorus. I, 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 I got it. World Cup fever. You, 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 you got it. World Cup fever. He, 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 he got it. World fever. And she, 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 she got it. World fever. Uh, so this is for all the uh, soccer hooligans out there. Rich is obviously one. His wife. Uh, the Nash boys. Let's hit it. This is a really catchy tune and it's a great soccer song. World Cup fever. It's Deep Cuts.
<laughs> my wow. goodness. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that is like uh, haircut so, one hundred English beat fast and efficient. Yeah. Inspired by the ninety four World Cup, and then uh, they re well they did remixes in ninety eight, and Derek, one of your uh, one of your boys, Mac McCon from uh, Super Chunk, did a remix of this song. Actually, no kidding. All yeah. right. Go get, so yeah. did they? But but did they do this for the World Cup people, or did they just do this on their own volition because oh. they love they love the football. They love the football. They did it on their own. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing you guys don't know the song, or maybe no. It's like it's it's it sounds like a, a um like novelty songs are traditionally okay. shitty, and this is a pretty good one. Yeah, There's a little bit of new order in the background there, except with, with that bass line. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a hooky hook hooky hooky bass line. <laughs> but the Got a hooky hook kind of irritating but you know. <laughs> did not see that one coming all right oh, rich are you ready to shock us uh i'll try let's see so you know i'm a sucker for the alt country genre and mm -hmm. uh 95 was the year that uncle tupelo divorced and we had two great bands came out of that implosion and uh i think i'm gonna pick those are gonna a song from Sunvolt and a song from Wilco. So we have Jay Farrar from Sunvolt and uh, Jeff Tweedy, Wilco. But I'm going to start with Sunvolt. And it, this is actually mm -hmm. a good test to see who is a Tweedy and who is a in the Farrar camp. Oh, I know what camp I'm in. We're really going to open these wounds again? <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the Pepsi challenge we have every week. Uh, the <laughs> DJ and Sebado thing. Um, yeah. Let's so, revisit that. No, I think I was at 95, I was uh into the sunbolt more when this album came out that first album trace came out it was firmly in sunbolt camp but i think wilco has broken me down over the years from uh this is 95 uh the album is trace the band is sunbolt the song is root it's deep cuts lost and found round 26 the year is 
Anybody change uh, teams on the uh, Sunvolt Wilco divide? That was already that was already Team Sunvolt. So this just nice. I think we actually have our first uh, double play of a song since we started. Is that uh, that's that's a passive aggressive challenge? Well, I play. This was my (laughs) choice first for the splits and spinoff show. Did mm-hmm. you do the split? Were you on the splits and spinoff show? Oh, Rich? that's a good. I don't think so. A, so that's did. maybe why he didn't. He didn't clock ah, that. Ah, um, and so, he doesn't you know, listen to our stuff. So all I'm right. saying is great minds think great minds. That's all oh, I'm saying. Is, you know, is it um, though? Is that is that all you're saying? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm saying. Is. Well, that maybe want to listen to his own show every once in a while. Maybe that too. Uh, but you know, we're all busy. All right, so uh, let's switch over to Mr. Nashawati. Where would you like to take us? Jeez, um, tough year, tough year. I think because there's go, a lot of good choices, or just a lot of, or no, or um, not a lot of good choices. Well, you know, I went back and I I listened to a lot of the records that I listened to in 1995, and they didn't hold up for me. Hmm. So I'm finding that a lot of my choices tonight are things that I probably listened to after 1995 or, right. or discovered after 1995. But anyway, all of that is sort of like a pointless preamble to get to my first song, which <laughs> is I'm going to go with some Paul Weller. Um, he put out a really good record in 1995 called Stanley Road. And the song I'm going to play is called The Changing Man. So uh, give it a listen if you don't know it, because this was sort of in his winter years where those records weren't quite selling as much. I don't know if you guys know this record, but either way, to you and to those listening, have at it. Very nice. I didn't know this song at all. Oh, I love this song. Love it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's honey. A, 
Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, but, uh, I, I go down rabbit holes like uh, with Paul Weller every once in a while and see, you know, look up mm-hmm. some live stuff of his. And this is always a really great live one. There's a, a few versions of this live that are great. He's got some records in the 90s that are just really fantastic. Oh, yeah. For some reason, people don't, you know, they're just not as as known. And yeah. um, anyway. well, it's, it's the third well, here, stage I, of his career yeah, from yeah. the jam, to, you know, which is, you know, punk and modish and then style council, which is soulful and, you know, kind of like jazzy. Uh, yeah, jazzy in a very different direction. And then he goes more. I don't know what do, you, what do you want to call it soulful rock. Yeah, earthy. it's yeah, it's like it, and his voice, his voice is more mature and gravelly, gravelly. Yeah, but he's, he's got, got a good very, roar to it. Very powerful yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah, his voice is great. Absolutely. But yeah. through all of those three periods, he's always rocking the shag haircut. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good though. I mean, he's aging. You know, if oh, I could yeah. look half as good at his age, I'll take it. How, how old is he? He's, he's got to be like late 60s five yeah he's pretty fucking leathery man <laughs> yeah but in like you know in, no in a good and a cool in a good, way in a good way you in know a cool way still wears you a know. trench coat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right derek where would you like to take us <laughs> oh so it's me all right well i'm gonna jump on my pick in case anyone tries to take oh, it out from under me that's no. probably right. a smart decision uh, I've been trying to, you know, keep my powder dry in this band for a while now because there's been a few things that they've put out already. But um, this is around the time when I, I started to be aware of Guided by Voices. And I think they, they came into my life at a time when I guess I didn't think I could have a favorite band in the way that I did in high school and college. And it kind of blew me away that I could kind of love a band uh, like that again. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they just had this run of records, you know, B-1000, Alien Lanes, Under the Bushes, Under the Stars. In some ways from that until like, for me at least, Half Smiles of the Decomposed in, in 2004, that, you know, every single record I found things to absolutely love. And, you know, obviously, Gotta Buy Voices, he has never met a song idea that he wasn't willing to put on a record, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, in some ways it's just, that's, that's part of the tough things about loving this band is you just can't, you can't just keep can't up. keep up. You just can't keep up. How many but records I, do they have? Oh God, I don't even, I don't even know. Who knows? I mean, hundreds, anyone counting? <laughs> I mean, he literally has a series of things called the suitcase tapes where, you know, he literally had a suitcase full of cassette tapes that he, had, you know, full of like hundreds of songs that he had just written and, you know, sometimes Bob Pollard's things that he tosses off in five minutes becomes an iconic song in people's lives. And, you know, I just have to give him credit. And I've gone to so many amazing shows by this band, you know, and um, man, they're just... The man can drink beer. The man can drink... I mean, I've seen some shows that... I've seen him drink a case of beer on stage. I don't know how they still play. And some of those shows were some of the best shows I've ever seen. I know. Like, he just can't seem to sing a bad note, despite the fact that he can barely walk. But I do, you know, and I, I particularly love this song. You know, this is a the single version of the song off Alien Lanes. You know, it's a little more, a little rougher than the uh, album version. You know, it's kind of a nice change from the album version. But this song is so anthemic. And like, you know, whenever I hear it, I just picture myself in the crowd at one of those shows with like a beer in my hand and just singing along to it. And, uh, you know, it's just 
like so much of Rob Pollard's other stuff, it's like, it's pretty opaque and you don't really know what he's talking about, but the combination of the passion of the way he sings it and the music just allows you to project whatever you want on it. And this song is kind of about driving away from something and starting a new, but not really being sure whether you've made the right decision, but you're going towards whatever you're going towards and you're going to, you're going to do it one way or another. This is a classic Guided by Voices track. It's Motor Away. Tight two minutes. Tight two yeah. minutes. Actually, you played a, a it. long song. For him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's one of the That's right. But yeah, no, I gotta love this band. So much fun. My pick goes out to my dear departed buddy Ray, who would have been right there in the crowd with me, mm-hmm. raising a glass and uh, singing along. All right. Well, I will move it forward with uh, a record that I came across that uh, changed a lot of stuff for me and opened up like a whole new world of exploration. The album was a compilation. It was on the Moax record label. It was called Some Scientific Abstract Type Shit. And when it came out, I suddenly started exploring all these different avenues, um, basically in a mix of like down-tempo hip-hop, sort of forward-thinking DJ music, electronic music. I was introduced to bands like Attica Blues, uh, La Funk Mob, Palm Skin Productions, DJ Crush. I followed DJ Crush really closely. Just a whole new world of kind of instrumental-oriented hip-hop kind of opened up to me. And the opening track from it is from uh, DJ Shadow. And uh, I wanted to play that track and uh, just see what you guys think. But this was sort of, to me, like a, a whole new way of listening to a record. It's like storytelling. The song about life, death, love, hate, wealth, poverty, racism. Just a few things been running through my head. Listen. 
We call on you. Listen. Now we call on you. kind of goes on and shifts and drifts and it takes a long time like but it. i dig that yeah i'm into it yeah it's good. good 12 minute track yeah it's a long track it's the opening track from the compilation and the whole record kind of operates this way it's a mix of like samples found and and old beats and really fantastic hip-hop production where like just everything is eq'd so beautifully and uh thanks eddie uh it's <laughs> Yo, dog likes it. going on. <laughs> yeah eddie's down with that stuff <laughs> but yeah this record like i i just love that it was sort of an international group of hip-hop heads and dj crate diggers who found a great way of building a soundscape so i loved it anyway this song said that song sounded very you it sounds like something that you would pop in your stereo yes. in, the, in the car like when you picked some picked me up you know what i mean <laughs> right, very yeah. good like yes, it. exactly. It's really, it, it really uh, feels like a Tom song. Nice. If Derek had played it, we'd all be very surprised. But you. <laughs> <laughs> it um, ended too soon. Hmm. I was about to try to do some Googling on it and try to figure out what some, <laughs> what some of those voices were and what the quotes were and things like that. I kind of, you know, it is one of those songs where it makes you want to figure out a little more about what's going on and what, what the component parts are about totally. and whether there's any meaning behind those or whether it's all just a sonic choice or what. Yeah. Like it's a big record collection and finding things that they love and being able to just kind of, I don't know. It's what I love so much about hip hop. It's just 
finding things you love and sharing it, which is kind of what we do on this show. Have you ever seen that in a documentary about like, you know, DJs or producers where they go with them to record stores and they pull out these, you know, random weird looking, you know, like some polka record or something and they'll put it on the turntable in the record store and they'll like, you could watch these guys kind of go through the record looking for these little snippets. And I I don't remember what the documentary was, but I saw, you know, somebody doing that, you know, whether it was, you know, it was definitely one of these big guys, you know, your, your DJ shadow or what have you, uh, just seeing them kind of like search through these weird records to try to find this you, little you nugget. Mean, you mean they they're just dropping out. the needle and listening? They're just dropping the needle. Like they just have this way of kind of scanning through this mm-hmm. record in the moment to see if it's got something on it that they can, right. can use. It was really cool to see somebody do that who really knew that's painstaking. That's a lot. Of well, work. no, they did it really fast. Like they could kind of scan through it in a way that, you know, yeah. they could kind of tell right away whether they're right. But, I mean, not, you can't always do that, but like right. this guy was doing that. It was pretty cool. But I then think, to figure out where you're going to put that with something else that you found that day. I mean, that's, I mean, the mission that day was just to find something that was usable cool. later. Yeah. yeah. Like in a record store. Mm-hmm. So, uh, love that stuff. All right. Very cool. Billy, what do you want to take us back to the top? Of We're the back deck? to me. Yeah. All right. Is the show moving fast? Feels like it is. I'm torn about my second pick. Uh, I've got two songs. They both begin with the word talk. Uh, one I have I a did... feeling you're going to tell us all about both. <laughs> yeah. Is, no? it something I, is it something I can sing over? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Uh, me too. I was singing along too. I, just wasn't, I was just muted. You wisely muted. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, one's a song I didn't discover until 2016. So I'll go with the song I actually heard in 95. And it's one of my favorite radio songs. Uh, You'll have to tune into the uh, after show to find out what the other song is. I'll save it for the bonus rap. So this is the B-side to the uh, single uh, Street Spirit Fade Out, the closing track from the Benz. Never released on any radio and album, although it was put on the soundtrack to uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. I don't know why Baz Luhrmann had to remind us that it's William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, but anyways, uh, not in the ass. Yeah, not to be confused with the other Romeo and Juliet. The name of the song is Talk Show Host, and I I really don't know what the song is about. It has a certain vibe. It gives me the feeling like something's about to go down. The singer, the protagonist, or whatever is just waiting for it to happen. And I love the line where he's inviting whoever is after him to come and fucking find him. To open the door. <laughs> I'll I'll be here. I'll be waiting with a gun. And wait for it, a pack of sandwiches. In other words, this is going to take a while. I just picture some guy holed up in a room. I don't know if it's a mobster coming for him. Maybe he's on the lamb, but he's resigned himself. He's going to face it. He's got his gun. He's got his sandwiches to pass the time. And he's ready for it. It's got an incredible little clean guitar line that I love. It's a rather spare song. Maybe a tiny bit trip puppy. Uh, the song's called Bill. Your auto fiction of the song is longer than the song. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Bill. You're really painting a picture. I, I'm really is. enjoying it. Yeah. Let's hope the song lives up to it. <laughs> All right. It's Talk Show Host by Radiohead.
it's astonishing the quality control in this band. You know, like every song is so perfectly realized, even at this early part of their career. How did this not make the record? Yeah, really. This yeah. is a great song. Yeah. I've never heard I, it before. It's really good. And you got, I mean, you guys are much bigger Radiohead fans than I am. I mean, I, I like them, but uh, in some ways, the bands, you know, this era is my favorite for right, them. Right. I mean, I, I'd love, I think if I, I go back to the bands more than I go back to anything else. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that an okay computer, but yeah, you know, yeah. for me, this was my sweet spot, but yeah. you know, I appreciate all the sort of changing and moving that they've done, you know, but I you're, but you're firmly nineties Radiohead. I'm kind of a nineties Radiohead guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I'm, a, I'm really, you know, I'm stuck in the guitar, guitar rock, you know, that's <laughs> sure. That's my, that's my lane. <laughs> I can, I can live with that. You, that's fine. you do own it. You do own it. Uh, Rich. Wear it well. Yeah. Where do you want to take us? Uh, nice pick, Billy. So this is the uh, other parent pleading the case, I guess, uh, from the <laughs> Uncle Tupelo split. This is from their first album. This is uh, the album's AM. This has got a little Rolling Stones vibe to it, maybe. I, I can't decide if I like this one better than Sunvolt song, but I'll let you guys decide. This is Piss It Away by Wilco. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. tonight that's brief for that band that's surprising yeah and that's mostly i think it's mostly uncle tupelo he took basically everybody except jay and started Wilco, <laughs> and jay went and did his own thing got rid of that baggage do you feel a big difference actually between uncle tupelo and uh you know and, and how uh how this band kind of shifted out how wilco kind of became it's Maybe missing a certain this. Jay Ferrarness. I would say. Yeah, I mean they both have they you know they both they both have the same DNA you know but they're yeah. maybe not on know. this album but future albums Wilco started developing more of their oh yeah sure their yeah. sound but uh, Sunvolt I think had the 
the better album this year. Without yeah, a doubt. I'm definitely on the Trace Trace side of things uh, when All it comes right. to 95. All right, Chris. It's a good pick, Rich. Yeah, I'm going to play I'm going to play a song by the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Nice. Um, you know, we talked a lot about Guided by Voices and the only comparison I'm making to them is that that Anton Newcomb the uh sort of you know guiding enfant terrible. Yeah, <laughs> not so enfant anymore is uh very as prolific as Bob Pollard, but the hit ratio isn't quite there as much as Bob Pollard is. But I'll tell you what, when this guy writes a song that works, it really works. I I like this band a lot. There's always a few good songs on their records. And uh, I think they really hit their stride a couple years after this show is sort of chronicling. But they're on their first album, uh, Methadrone. I think it's their first album, but that came out in 95. And this song is called Wisdom. So take it away.
Oh man, it's like a perfect loop. You know, it's like my favorite yeah. dance music. It's like they nailed it completely, and all I have to do is repeat it endlessly, and you're just in joy. Yeah, I didn't, they do I, that. They I do didn't that. know that song. I yeah, really that's a great it. one. Love it, They're love so it, love it. They're so groovy, man. They're they so groovy. Very groovy. Yeah. I wasn't uh, expecting it to be so so groovy and so A lot of their stuff has that kind yeah, of, that, you know, a, 60s psychedelia, you know, stuff. I mean, they, you know, they got really done dirty by that uh, dig. Documentary. Documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a loon. But that you know what? I, not... a, I wrote a profile of him for Entertainment Weekly um, and went out to California to interview him. And he is a loon. Oh, yeah. he's oh he's fucking, fucking certifiable but he's entertaining as fuck you know and he makes great music and he just he has this ability to just like whip these songs off like he, it's like the, the bob pollard comparison like i just think yeah if set him free in a recording studio and give him like 500 instruments he will make you a great song in 20 minutes yeah. you know i just it, it's uh it's it's impressive but yeah, he's a, he's a tough personality. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> not, he a, not a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he just churns through band members because they yeah. just can't. It's just it's right. tough, you know. He's a probably as, as much of a tyrant as Marky Smith is. But yeah, but but you know that that their that wacky uh, tambourine player stuck it out for many years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that guy, Joel. I think is his yeah, name. Yeah, it's just yeah. like just it just sits there with this like. <laughs> kind of zen look in his face just yeah i he he that documentary like, is crazy yeah dig. it's crazy yeah he, he put out a bunch of music during the pandemic and like something came out on, that i just came across on youtube the song called plan b it's sort of like this it's got that same kind of mesmerizing churn to it the video is just a bunch of found footage cut together of like some like street festival in some city somewhere in like 19 you know 68 or 69 or something and it just like matches up perfectly with it and saw these yeah. like you know really cool groovy like city moms and their kids like dancing at some street party uh, along to this really great uh brian jones sound massacre song it's great i like that pick i love that band all right. Well, you have your final pick, Derek. What is your second and final oh, pick goodness. for 1995? Yeah, we are going fast tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do, you know, another kind of personal one in respect that this is a Boston band that I I love and that, you know, I kind of knew. It's a band called Papas Fritas. They came out of Tufts. Tony Goddess and uh, Shiva Gastana, who met in uh, Delaware when they were in high school and, you know, in, like, you know, marching band together. And Keith Gendel, who uh, went to, you know, college with them. You know, they were just wanting to make some music that they really liked and that their friends would like. You know, they put out three, you know, well, they put out four records as a band, but they're, you know, the fourth record was sort of a compilation, but they put out three incredible pop records in my opinion i really think they should have gotten more play than they did i mean you know they were on mtv they toured with the cardigans and the flaming lips and i think i saw them open for urge overkill once so you know they were out there but you know they never got huge but i really like this band i think tony goddess who's the principal songwriter really wrote some really great pop songs and they're also just really great arrangers like you know they kind of have that that thing that you know spoon has where you know everything is like you know there's not a lot of instrumentation but everything is just in the perfect spot yeah. you know and 
I don't know. I, I just really like them. And I like this particular song from their debut record, Papas Fritas, called Wildlife. You know, I think it really, I don't know, it kind of nods to the modern lovers in terms of it's got, you know, kind of a similar feel. And it's got some kind of uh, Massachusetts name checks that you maybe only get if you're uh, if you're a Massachusettsian. It's a great song. Uh, you know, it was mixed by Paul Coldery and Sean Slade at Fort Apache. Uh, it was actually partially engineered by my buddy Paul Sani recorded in a basement you know there's songs where have these string arrangements that i think they're recording in the bathroom somewhere but it's great it's the band papas fritas and the song is called wildlife it's deep cuts just so charming they're so ridiculously wonderfully charming yeah it's a good it's a good word for it but no i mean you know they're the you know pop pop smiths they really uh you know put out some great records i love their stuff i was gonna pick them too great pick yeah yeah i don't don't know that we're called what did you call massachusetts people massachusettsians i I thought it was just mass holes no 
Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, a fair amount of us are, but you know, I don't, I don't want to count myself as one of those. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I get to close out the show tonight. Oh, hey, close it up. Oh, what you got? Yeah, I couldn't like let '95 go. This is a record I listened to after '95, so I, I just caught up with it Challenge. later. But um, it just blew my mind, and in retrospect, I think it's a really important record. It's D'Angelo, and it's his debut, uh, Brown Sugar. Um, this is a, a B-side from the record. I mean, most people know Brown Sugar is sort of like the big hit and the sort of well-known track from it. But this track, to me, I just love. I love everything about it, and I hope you guys dig it. It's Shit Damn Motherfucker from D'Angelo. day and i just love every little part of it it's like a mixture of soul and jazz and and r&b and gospel and i don't know i just think this is such a special record and and i was so happy to just discover it and get lost in it for a while i've never heard anyone say those three words quite so i know it almost makes it sound yeah it's so sultry (laughs) yeah what did i do i don't know 
Well, that closes out our group. Uh, we should talk a bit about further listening. Uh, Derek, you want to start off with some suggested further listening? Oh, goodness. More guided yeah. by voices. Yeah, really. Just <laughs> listen to some more. No, I mean, I, I think um, we were talking about just records from this year that, I don't know, I guess Nash had some ones that didn't really hold up, but this one is one that really does. And then I go back to and that I really love. It's um, a band called the Archers of Loaf. And uh, it's their record VV. And I love this record. It's got so many great songs on it. It's got, you know, Step Into the Light, Fabrico, Harnessed in Slums. I mean, there's just so many great songs. And uh, in particular, a song called Floating Friends that I almost played tonight. That's just something about that song at this time, really. It sort of had that thing where, you know, all these friends from college, we were all sort of dispersed and just felt, you know, the, the line in the song is all of my friends have floated away. And it just, you know, that sort of post-college thing, you're that many years out, you're realizing so many of the people that you knew you weren't in touch with anymore. And something about that song really has stuck with me over the years, even though I have a lot of really great friends from obviously high school and college that I've stayed in touch with. But I love that record, VV by Archers of Loaf. Very nice. My uh, pick for 95 for further listening would be uh, the Chemical Brothers album, Exit Planet Dust. Uh, this record came off like a bomb to me. Like I loved the whole record. It was one of those albums where I just found one track after another. I loved, I loved how new it felt, how energetic it was. It was a big beat record at a time that big beat records were kind of exploding. Uh, the Prodigy released a record on that time period. Uh, Fatboy Slim, The Crystal Method. There was this sound that was big and exciting, and you could feel it in venues. That was also kind of great. It was like. Hip hop was so disappointing so often because it wouldn't translate really well to live unless you had a really charismatic lead singer and not all MCs are super charismatic on stage. With this, there was no charisma. They just basically had light shows and big speakers and sounds that just blew your mind and you just danced and got lost with all the people out there. And to me, that was just a very exciting thing. So yeah, Chemical Brothers, Exit Planet Dust would be my pick. Uh, Billy, what about yours? Nice. Um, my further listening is a tongue twister. The band is The Sixth, um, and the album is Wasp's Nests. Um, I think it was deliberately <laughs> titled titled to cause conniptions for the people with a lisp. Um, it's Stephen Merritt's uh, project. Stephen Merritt, most famous for uh, Magnetic uh, Fields. Okay. Uh, so he made this record in uh, 95. He wrote everything, uh, but then he enlisted a bunch of people to sing. And uh, one of those was Mark Robinson from Air Miami and Undressed, who I played earlier. Mark McCann from uh, from Superchunk, Lou Barlow, Sebado uh, and Dinosaur Jr., Dean Wareham from Galaxy 500 sings on this, Mitch Easter, Georgia Hubley, uh, Mary Timoney, uh, all great. Whoa, that is a murderer's yeah. row. Holy it crap. really is. And, there, and there's more. Uh, but uh, it's called, like I said, Wasps Nests, and the band is The Sixth. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So much sibilance. I'm going to need a windshield wiper for that one. <laughs> Just let me wipe off my computer yeah. screen. Do you have a, an album Succotash in the title, Rich? What's yeah, next? Exactly. No, no Succotash. Uh, a lot of melancholy. Uh, I, I guess I recommend the Elliot Smith album from 95. I think that's his second. Yeah. Maybe his second album. Yeah, it was Roman Candle the first. Portland native, yeah, Portland native, where my wife's from, so shout out to my wife again for 95, but uh, I listened to a lot of Elliot Smith in 97, 98, the EXO album was fantastic, but yeah, super melancholy, I mean, you 
heard one Elliot Smith song, you might have heard them all, but they're so perfectly done and the lyrics are awesome and you just you just melt away when you listen to his albums. Anyway, uh, Elliot Smith would be my pick for 95. Very cool. nice. Chris. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to, my favorite album of 1995, I'm saving for the bonus round, which is a a tease, a tease for those who want to listen to uh, (laughs) premium content, but, um, well played, uh, the one I probably listened to the most in 1995 that I sort of dug out this week is Everclear Sparkle and Fade. That album holds Uh, up pretty well. Actually, it's actually pretty, it holds up pretty well. So yeah, I would say that. Another Portland band. Swim out past the breakers, watch bird die. Oh. <laughs> Good album. Is that what, one? What wasn't Everclear the band where um, Drew Bledsoe and the Patriots um, were at a con- at the Everclear concert and they stage dived and they almost killed a poor girl when they dove on top of her? I don't know <laughs> that aspect. That of the sounds bands. about. That sounds yeah, about right. It was at the Paradise. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's. Mm. It, Caused a bunch of lawsuits after that, but I think it was an Everclear show. Anyways, all right, way to bring it down. Uh, fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Let's uh, let's also, if you guys have been listening to our show for a little bit on season one, you may have heard a slight difference in the audio quality. We are doing our show without the wonderful production assistance of our previous partner. So if you are a producer out there of podcasts or simply an engineer or someone who likes to edit and clean up audio, we're looking for someone to help with us. Uh, it's a volunteer gig, but it's a fun one. And hopefully you're interested. Feel free to reach out. Billy, why don't you tell us about the uh, social media places where you can find us? Sure, you can find us on all the all the platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course Patreon. Just search for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. And speaking of Patreon, we're going to do a bonus round after this with one more round of songs from 1995. If you're interested in joining us on Patreon, you get a chance to not only hear it but also get to watch it. See How yes. fun is that? <laughs> we're gonna we vote. A, yeah, we're we gonna do the vote. vote. So let's give you a quick run through for 1995 recap. round 26 of Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Billy opened it up with Air Miami and the song World Cup Fever from their Me 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 LP. Uh, Rich came in uh, the second spot. Sunvolt, one of the two bands that he was, or the two split bands uh, that he was presenting. Sunvolt Root is the song from the album Trace. Chris, who comes in firmly on one side of that divide, uh, chose Mr. Paul Weller and the song The Changing Man from the album Stanley Road. Derek came in with his favorite band at the time period, which is a really lovely story. Uh, Guided by Voices, the song is Motor Away from Alien Lanes. I came in with DJ Shadow and a song from a compilation on uh, Moax Records called Some Scientific Abstract Type Shit, which I thought was really awesome. The song we heard was called In Flux. Um, Billy came in with Radiohead and Talk Show Host, a B-side from the Street Spirit single. Is that right? Correct. All right. Rich came in with the other half of the uh, divide of Uncle Tupelo. Wilco is the band. Piss It Away is the song from AM, Jeff Tweedy's side of the equation. And Chris came in with a blazer from the Brian Jonestown Massacre, Wisdom, from their album Methadrone. Derek closed it out with uh, Papas Fritas, Wildlife, from their album. I guess it's their debut, Papas Fritas. Is that right? Or did they have a few? Uh, they had an EP before it, but yeah. Got it. Sort of their debut. And I closed yeah. it out with uh, Mr. D'Angelo and the song Shit Damn Motherfucker from his debut album, Brown Sugar. Is everyone ready to pop in the vote? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Sure. One, two, three. Oh, oh, oh. Someone hasn't voted. Yeah, who hasn't voted? Tom. Uh, no. Hey, no, I'll put no, you over man. the top. Oh, put me over the top. 
Pretty good. Uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre takes Brian? the cake with three votes. There well, you didn't it really, is. You didn't, you didn't really need it because you also yeah. had yeah, yeah changing yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, changing man. I was I was I was switching between the two. Yeah, a resounding well victory. Big night. I have to well, say it well didn't happen till the early since the early. That's 80s. true. But, well, right? you, but you're, you know, you're bringing it on with a bit. That's a mandate. That's a mandate it, right there. That feels Before, like a mandate. <laughs> so on behalf of Derek Brain, Bill Federico, Rich Air, Chris Nashwadi, the winner, Chris Nashwadi, myself, Tom Skolovich, this has been round 26 of Deep Cuts Lost and Found. The year has been 1995. We're going to do the after show shortly. Next week, you can stay tuned for, I think, a theme show. So we'll, have, we'll bring back a theme probably. show next week. So looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Peace out, everybody.